0: hi there this is desiree summer you are listening to the podcast where we're talking about how to style beautify and make your life fun again here we go So today we're talking about five ways to be a good wife to yourself, even if you're not married. It's something we've all probably muttered at one time or another in our busy lives as women, right? I've heard it before. I need a wife. And it's said whether the person is married or not, because we all know the value of a good wife, even if some of us bristle at the thought of having to be here. So in lieu of that, Here's six ways to bring her energy into your life for you. And there's a great quote by Meg Woolitzer here. Everyone needs a wife, even wives need wives. So it's June already. And it's a month that for a lot of us is inextricably tied to weddings. And that's thanks in part to June's name bearer, Juno, the Roman goddess of women and marriage. You know, because of that, it has always been considered lucky to get married in the month of June or the month of Juno. And despite being a bride for more than four times over, for Halloween that is, starting when I was just six years old until my mother decided it was, well, maybe an unhealthy obsession for a young girl to dress up as a bride for that many years running. And despite all that, I'm still very much unmarried. So what business do I have telling you about marriage? About being a good wife or life partner, even to yourself? Well, quite a lot actually. Because being unmarried and mostly single, I haven't been able to rely on a sturdy partnership in my life. I've had to learn to lean on myself, to step up to the plate and become my own partner, to be the kind of wife a lot of women wish they had in their life. And it's a useful skill to have. We all know that women in partnerships are often the backbone to many warm, loving, and positive homes. They are the ones who not just keep the whole ship running, but infuse it with a kind of upbeat energy that makes the whole thing sing with a kind of magic. Our own personal brand of Mary Poppins, if you will. And no matter who you are in this world, married, single, or something else, we all need to learn how to harness that same kind of magic for ourselves. Because let's be real, people can't always be there for us in the way we want them to, or wish they would, or may have been there for us in the past. Life gets in the way for even the most loving of partners, and we all have our blind spots. And just in case you're worried that this is selfish, let me remind you, being good partners to ourselves helps us to have more to give for others. So with that in mind, let's get to it. Number one way to be a good wife to yourself? Have your own back. Be your own co-pilot in stormy weather. Or as Gloria Steinem puts it, being married is like having somebody permanently in your corner. It feels limitless, not limited. And that's one of the most tangible rewards of being in a partnership, isn't it? It's having someone who's in the thick of it with you someone to be a sounding board, a co-pilot with you in fair weather and in storms. There's a definite allure in being part of a loving team once you're married for life, you know, in sickness and in health, for good times and for worse. To be a good wife to you, you also have to be that person for you. Once upon a time, you know, I had a coaching mentor who wrote about buying herself a wedding ring. It was a really gorgeous wedding ring, by the way. She did this after years of waiting for the one and lamenting that it hadn't happened yet. So she decided she was done with lamenting fate. But what was interesting was that for her, the ring was not a representation of her giving up on getting married. It was a physical reminder that committing to herself was just as important, whether she was single or married. And, you know, I don't want to give anyone out their ideas, but... She did meet Mary, the love of her life, a scant year or two later after getting that ring, so you never know. But the idea here is to commit to yourself. Commit to having your back and being brave for yourself the way you would for a partner. Consider buying yourself some sort of reminder of that commitment to be your own good co-pilot, co adventurer your partner in crime for yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be a ring. It could be a necklace or a bracelet you wear daily. Or it could be a quote that reminds you of how strong you are that you put in the bathroom. Maybe next to a mirror that you use every morning to remind yourself. Which brings us to the number two way to be a good wife to yourself. Be the person who believes in you, your dreams, and your abilities unabashedly. You know traditionally wives believed in their husbands dreams and ambitions with that same unconditional uh, belief. They told them often that they believed in them, that they knew they could and would accomplish the impossible. They saw their husbands' skills and talents in a golden light. Our partners and children often flourish in the sunshine of that kind of belief and faith. But you know what? So would you. So pour some of that sunshine into your own life. Learn to be the person who takes you and your dreams, your ambitions, seriously who sees you in that golden light and who celebrates with you when you eventually do win. Pull out a journal and ask yourself, what's one dream you have? Now, what if you shared that deep well of belief and faith and sunshine that you so generously give to others with yourself? How might that belief change how you pursued that dream? What if you believe just as deeply in yourself and your ability to conquer the world, to make a name for yourself and in your ambitions as you do for others? What if you put aside the inner critic and may-sayer and instead put on your inner cheerleader hat? What if when things don't go as planned, you give yourself a pep talk about how this is just a hiccup in the road? Number three, be the kind of emotional listener and sounding board you are for others, for you. Elizabeth Gilbert has a great quote here. She says, to be fully seen by somebody then and be loved anyhow, this is a human offering that can border on miraculous. Wives, they say, are often part best friend, part lover. But let's face it, we're also part-time unpaid therapists for the people in our lives. Women are good listeners, especially when they care. How often have you been a safe space for an irate partner having trouble at work? How often have you been the one who murmurs the soothering, oh no, or oh, I just can't believe they did that at just the right time? The one who helps people around you with less emotional IQ and savvy than you not just navigate but really understand the emotional currents around them. Letting them know just how that back from being ill co-worker might be struggling or how a broken hearted teenage daughter might be feeling when it seems inexplicable to less savvy partners. But who listens to you when you're fighting with the boss or having co-worker trouble with that fine, intuitive, and emotional IQ most women have, who listens, sues, and then makes great suggestions for how to handle it to you. And need I remind you, when someone's having a bad day or needs to talk, you carve out unadulterated time for them, right? You make space for them in your day, no matter what's going on. So make sure to carve out that same unadulterated and uninterrupted space for yourself when things go awry emotionally. Give yourself a short walk solo, maybe 20 minutes on the treadmill, a meditation. I love to cook a little, chop some veggies and crank the tunes. Essentially, do something that lets you create that space for yourself outside of being there for others for, you know, a scant 20 minutes or so, more if you can manage it. Do something to help you quiet the mind and tap into that great emotional IQ for you. Then grab a journal and write. Let your wiser self speak to you about what needs to happen and be that same soothing, kind, and emotionally savvy person for you. Which brings us to number four, keep the home fires burning. While the spouse works those long hours so they can make partner and put your family in a better financial place, who traditionally keeps the home running without a hitch? The wife. She's often that someone who makes sure the whole house stays in some semblance of organization that everyone has clean socks for the day, that the fridge is stocked and that the meals run on time, all while making sure that the field trip permission slip gets signed and turned in on time, even if dad or hubby is hardly home these days. But nowadays, most of us, regardless of gender roles, have to work as well, whether we want to or not, whether we're married or not, whether we have three kids or it's a fur baby only kind of home. And if you're working in any of those conditions, you probably desperately need that kind of wife, you know, the one who keeps the home running, particularly if you're caught up in a time crunch at work. So how do you set that up for yourself? First, let's get clear. What exactly do you need to come home to to feel in equilibrium? You know, do you need the bed to have been made? Or maybe for you, it's the dishes. They have to be done. Do the floors have to be at least picked up? you need dinner to be decided for you or cooked and done by the time you come home to feel that things are at least somewhat running smoothly? Now is the key part. Now you need to whittle it down even more. What can you live with and feel some semblance of sanity? Decide on the bare minimum and commit to that. Put systems into play to keep the house and family on track for you while you work. Get a routine and employ as much outside help as you can afford and you can find. Can you find, afford someone to help with the house cleaning? Even one hour a week can be a godsend. Can kids and family be coerced into helping with the chores? You know, I have bought one of those robo vacuum cleaners and it is everything. I love it so much Um, for food. You know, plated or marley spoon can deliver ingredients for meals to your door. Or you can just decide on whole nights where you just don't cook. The idea here is to keep things on an even keel at home for you. So you can function your best at work, since most of us do have to work. And it's just easier to do that when the wheels aren't constantly falling off. Or worse, you know, scattered all over the house where no one can find them. And that brings us to our last number five way to be your own good wife be your own charming social better half who makes you look good in ye olden days and even these days wise often acted as the social buffer for their hubbies they'd go to that office party with all the bosses and help him to charm the room and they'd often help him secure that promotion to boot They talk up their husbands to their own social networks, you know? Oh, your brother's sister-in-law needs a good architect? Why, my husband Larry is just the man for the job. You know, he won best of the West three times running for architectural design. Women are, in more ways than one, often the social connections in their partnerships, securing deals, new jobs, and the respect of others before their spouses even enter the room. Imagine if we did all of that for us. Do you all remember Mama Gina, the writer? She's still out there, but she was kind of famous in the day for doing that book, Mama Gina's School of Womenly Arts, I think. She used to do a delicious little practice called the Golden Brag, where she'd encourage women to get together, not to gossip, but to brag about themselves. Yep, you heard that right. It's sort of shocking, isn't it? It's also kind of delicious and maybe even a little naughty. Why? Because we're constantly taught as women to be humble and self-effacing. To be modest. It is the polite thing to do. But spending time constantly downplaying your talents and wins takes a toll on you and your psyche. You say something for long enough and you can't help but start to believe it. Think about if you were that wife at that office Christmas party and you had to brag about yourself to talk yourself up the way you would your husband to the partners. What would you say? Write that stuff down and make it a point to repeat it. Enlist a good friend. Make a weekly date to call each other. And no matter how awkward, brag about something you did, some sort of win you had, and do it with the same gusto a wife would. Do it until it becomes natural, then do it some more. And with that, there we have it, all five rules. So, five surefire ways you can be the kind of wife you've always needed for yourself and you can make yourself stronger and more confident in the long run. Not to mention, making the kind of safe emotional space in home you've probably always been great at making for others, for yourself. I really hope this helps. And as you practice these, remember, there's a quote by Lao Tzu, hope I'm saying that right. The quote is, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And you know, the wonderful thing about this quote is that it works just as well when we deeply love ourselves and experience that kind of care as it does when we involve others in that cycle. With that, much love. Happy wedding season, all. I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.